You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Hey y'all, it's Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney here with Fundamental Fast Pitch. Uh, Mike is down for the count today, so you guys uh, keep him in your thoughts. He's not feeling the best, but me and Heather are going to take this one over. Uh, We've got episode number 52 for you today, and we will be talking about the theory aim small, miss small. Um, That's going to be a majority of a theory behind hitting and um, approach in the box, but there will be instances where it can be applied to defense as well. So um, let's go ahead and get right into it, Heather. Um, when you hear aim small, miss small, what does that mean? So to me, aim small, miss small means um, if I'm if I'm hitting the ball, I'm not just aiming to hit the ball, but I'm trying to hit a small point on the ball so that if I, I miss that small point on the ball, which likely I will, um, I'll still hit the part of the ball that I'm trying to hit. So if I'm trying to hit the very center of the ball, I'm not probably not going to hit that very pinpoint part part of the ball, but I'm going to hit just higher, just low of that. And it's going to be close enough to where I'm going to get the result I want. If I'm going for the entire ball and I, and I miss a little bit, I'm going to either miss the ball completely or I'm just going to, you know, tag the very top or very bottom of the ball. Yeah. So, um, and so that's kind of what it is. What's the theory behind it? Like, can you use some examples or you want me to take that one? Go for it. So, all right. So um, I use this a lot with my hitters and it's kind of easy for me to understand because I actually learned this saying um, from a hunting perspective when I was in a blind with my dad growing up. Um, For those of you guys that are not in Texas or do not hunt, we'll use a slightly, slightly different, but very similar example. So Um, in order to resonate with my players, I always ask them if they have ever played laser tag. And so you think about the game of laser tag, you've got your vest on and it's got like the, the sensors on the shoulders and the chest and the back. And you've got these small targets that, um, basically that's the only way that you get points is if you hit those targets. And so I always tell them like, okay, well, when you're playing laser tag and you are going to try and like use your laser gun to shoot the other team, do you get points like if you just shoot their whole body or do you get points like if you just shoot their gun or do you only get points if you hit the target? And it's like, oh, well, duh, Coach Jess, you have to hit the target. Well, the targets are smaller. So they're a smaller like portion of the body and the target area. So then you kind of take that approach. And if you aim for a smaller area, then you're still, your chances of still hitting like a good portion of the body and laser tag or the ball and softball, your percentages go up significantly because you got to think about it. If you're, if you're telling them like, okay, eyes on the ball or focus on contact or something along those lines where they're focused on the entire big yellow thing. um, If they miss, that's a swing and miss. There's no contact there. But if you have them focus on a small point on the ball and say, hey, aim for this, um, If let's say you have a scuffed up ball, aim for this like speck of dirt or aim for this black logo on the ball. Or um, if you have like your team name written on it, show them that before you toss it to them and have them focus on a specific target that they wanna hit. Um, whereas they're kind of pinpointing the location where they wanna take their barrel as opposed to just swinging at like a general area. Heather, you got anything to add to that kind of theory? Um, yeah, it's just that it's it it kind of takes it gives you a better focus. So if you're just trying to hit the ball, 
your your focus is on a on a larger area. So it helps, um, you know, aim small, miss smalls in the name of it. So aim for that little small little um spot on the ball and you'll only miss by a little bit. If you aim on a bigger spot, then you're gonna have a bigger miss. Yeah. So um yeah, that's that's kind of the easiest, most simplest way to put it is you're literally just telling your brain and your eyes to focus on a specific point of contact rather than the entire ball itself. Um, so Heather, I'm going to let you take and run with this one for a little bit. How do you know when a player isn't tracking the ball and then an instance where you would want to focus on kind of implementing that theory and that feedback on aim small, miss small. Right. So tracking is such a big part of aim small, miss small. You can't aim small if you're not tracking the ball as the ball is coming in when you're trying to hit it. So, um, you know, if you have a player that swings just fine, you know, their swing looks great. Um, but for whatever reason, they just aren't making any contact. Um, and you just, you're kind of like trying to dissect their swing and you say like, man, I don't see anything wrong with this swing. The swing looks great, but we're just not getting uh, either any contact or, or good contact. We might just be, you know, um, hitting the top of the ball or making some weak contact. Uh, then that's a good, good indication that possibly they're not tracking and um, the aim small, miss small uh, sort of theory can kind of, come into play and be be um, applied and, and be successful there. Um, another one is is if if the player is swinging, but uh, the head and the eyes are not staying down towards contact, that's a really good indication that they're not watching the ball, tracking the ball all the way to contact. So um, if they're wearing their helmet, the the hole for the their ear should kind of um, be what you see as a pitcher if you're tossing to the batter. They should keep their head down and that ear hole should kind of still be facing you. If the front of their helmet is facing you at contact, then that's a very good indication they're not tracking the ball and watching it all the way in. Yeah, and then on that too, Heather talked about like tracking and following the ball. It's also a pretty good indicator if you see them swing and completely pull their head away from point of contact. Um, you'll see this a lot in like your your power hitters or your pull hitters that are trying really, really hard to swing hard and hit the ball hard, but their head goes with them. They, it goes out the window. Um, so if you see their head moving, that's a pretty good indication that they're not focusing on seeing contact, tracking the ball. That would be an instance where you want to give them that feedback. Hey, aim small, miss small. Um, on that note, let's go into some recommended drills that we kind of like to use and that we have found success with over the years. Um, first and foremost, anytime we're fixing mechanics, you guys know that I'm going to jump straight to the T. Um, that's a great point to, to feel those corrections, to really focus on breaking down the swing and what you specifically want to work on. Um, two of my favorites on T work are, um, the easiest is you just, you take a ball and you put it uh, on the opposite side, like the opposite batter's box, um, out in front of the box to where, their eyes would be at point of contact so that if they were watching the ball off the tee and they were to swing, they're able to see that next ball on the ground across from them and slightly out in front of them um, while as they're finishing their swing. So this kind of emphasizes them and reiterates the fact that you need to keep your head still. Your chin is going from your front shoulder to your back shoulder on your swing. And that after you take a full cut off the tee, and you see the ball at contact, your next task is to focus on keeping your eyes on the second ball that's on the ground across from you. Um, that's a really good one to start with. Um, you can build on that and go into another T drill. Um, I just call it the number game because it's super simple to remember, but 
um, kind of the same thing, but instead of putting a ball on the ground, you put a ball on the tee, you tell the, the hitter to take a full cut. And then right after their, after they finish their swing, you flash a number one through five. Um, so one, two, three, four, five on your hand, um, right beyond the point of contact on the tee. And they have to be able to tell you what that number is. Um, so again, that gives them that secondary task of keeping their head still. I'm not just swinging the swing. I'm swinging with a purpose um, and being intentional with your adjustments and making that adjustment to keep your head still, aim small, miss small, pick a point on the ball, just really reiterating um, point of contact and tracking. And then from there, that's just some T work that we like to do. And then from there, you can get into some more of your like tracking and movement drills with tosses. Um, very, very first one, this is kind of a mean one, but it always works for me. Um, I, whenever I'm doing front toss, I like to pick up a rock or a dirt clod or something off of the ground and show the, show the girls, okay, I'm going to put this rock on the ball. I want you to see if you can hit it at contact. And uh, some of them will be clever enough to like, look at you like, all right, coach, that's not going to work. And then the other ones will like be super focused on trying to see contact and really zero in. Um, so obviously like you can't keep the ball, the rock on the ball when you toss it, but it just puts them in that mindset of looking for a specific point on the ball. Um, you can also try, um, like smaller objects. So for example, if you're doing front toss or soft toss, uh, pinto beans are always a good one. Good, cheap drill. Go pick up a bag from the dollar store. They won't damage the bat. Um, I wouldn't recommend them doing from front toss just because it's going to feel like a BB if it hits you, especially in the eye. So um, that's probably a better one for soft toss or at a minimum wear sunglasses or safety goggles or <laughs> something to protect, protect your face. Um, and then you can always use the tiny like golf ball with a balls um, for soft toss and front toss. So again, just focus on training your eyes and hand-eye coordination and smaller objects and tracking. So again, going back to aim small, miss small. Um, and then last but not least, um, we like to use what we just call them training goggles, but you can essentially think of them as like blinders that like your racehorses would use to kind of keep them um, tunnel vision on like the task at hand. So we will be sure to link those along with the tiny wiffle balls on um, on this podcast episode on the website. So you guys can kind of see some of the resources that we like to use in hitting and, and coaching hitting. But um, those training goggles, basically what they do is they they cut off your batter's peripheral vision so that when you're doing any sort of front toss or live pitching or anything like that, um, it forces them to have to move their head and track the ball to contact because essentially if they don't, they're not going to be able to see any, see the ball out of the left or right corners of their eyes. So for those hitters that maybe pick up the ball from a peripheral, but don't actually turn their head to focus on contact, um, that would be a really, really good one. Uh, and they're a relatively inexpensive training tool. I want to say they're like 25, 30 bucks. So to me, that's a very good investment for players of all ages. Um, so I know we've talked pretty heavily about aim small, miss small from a hitting and offensive perspective. Heather, do you have anything you want to add from like a hitting approach? Yeah. The, the drills that you talked about, um, the ones on the T, um, those are really good, especially well for all ages, but especially for the younger ones that haven't quite really, uh, figured out kind of what aim small, miss small means, or kind of 
connected the dots on on what tracking means either it's it's those t drills are really good because they're really eye opening you know if you're, you talk about the one where you put the ball out in front on the ground and so many batters i've come across where you tell them you know i want you to your eyes should be on that second ball on the ground when you complete your swing and they have to like completely turn their head halfway around they're like oh oh that's what you mean so it's it can be really 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 eye-opening and then as far as the ones where you um you know the pinto beans or the tiny tiny wiffle balls where you're um tossing those the ball is moving um those can be extremely frustrating but um it's something that you just need to have patience with your batters to to really um patience with them and have let them understand that it is going to take practice and it that that aim small miss small miss small mentality is really just honing in on that laser vision and that laser focus um and they probably will get frustrated but just be, that's something just to be aware of and be prepared for because it it frankly is frustrating if you haven't figured out exactly what tracking means and what aim small miss small means it, it's incredibly frustrating because you're going to have a lot of swing and misses yeah, and that's actually a good ad and a good point to bring up, Heather, especially for your younger or your more like raw, um, newer players to the game as they're getting going. That that would be an instance too with like the pinto beans and the tiny wiffle balls. I would even take their bat out of their hands and give them like an oversized wiffle ball bat or one of those, like, you know, what I'm talking about like the big old oh, like red ones. So, yeah, yeah. like the club bats, they're plastic, great bat speed, but covers more surface area. So um, until they get a really good grasp on like how to manage their barrel and um, taking it to point of contact, that kind of gives them a little bit more room for error as they're, as you're hitting a smaller object and then you can give them their bat. And then on the same page, if you need to level up and you want to make it more difficult for them, you can always give them one of like the speed sticks, which are like, I think they're an inch around in diameter. So yeah. it's a smaller bat. So then for your girls that are a little bit older or a little bit further down the line of development, then you can also take those same smaller objects by challenging them and giving them a bat that covers less surface area. So then they really have to work on tracking the ball. So um, that's, that's kind of the aim small, miss small from a hitting and offensive perspective. Heather, what can you tell us about maybe trying to apply this to a, like a defensive approach? Yeah. Um, I think this sort of concept can definitely be applied to defense. Um, I'm just thinking like when I'm fielding a ground ball, if I'm just trying to field the ground ball and I'm not focused in on that, on a spot on the ball, then I, it's very easy, easy to be distracted by all the other things that are on the field, off the field. It's just sort of, not only is it just like my eyes seeing that small spot on the ball, but it's, it's sort of my mentality going into it. So my, my brain is trying to aim small and miss small as well. So it's sort of, um, sort of a, a an analogy or a, a stand in for, um, that laser focus and tuning everything else out except for the ball and focusing in on, on tracking it off the bat, across the ground, into my glove, into my hand and making the throw. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a way to, to drown out all the um, distractions and all the extras um, and just focus on the ball. Um, that's like on a grounder, but definitely, I mean, we can definitely talk practical for throwing um, aim small, miss small. If I'm throwing the, ball across the field to first base and I'm just trying to hit my first baseman you know that's a that's a big target but if I'm trying to hit the pocket of her glove and I make a bad throw I miss it's that ball is still going to be catchable um if I'm just aiming for first base and my first baseman and I miss man that ball is probably going to be sailed or so wide that she can't stretch to catch it um so it's that that 
for throwing, it, it goes back to the analogy of, of the hunting analogy really, really well. So if we're trying to hit the bullseye, I should probably aim for that one spot on the bullseye and not the, the bigger target. So that um, throwing really, really connects with this um, mentality. No, I think that's pretty spot on. So I think aim small, miss small, at least to me, at least is a good approach when you have players that are struggling with um, the fundamentals of either like, like we talked about from a hitting perspective, making contact or errant throws, or um, I think on just adding on what you said about grounders too, maybe even like the two-step approach where they're trying to throw the ball before they actually have like um, control of it. So making sure that they actually pinpoint the ball in their glove before they come up and, and try to transition into that throw. But I think overall, aim small, miss ball. I mean, I don't think it's specific to any age or any skill level. Do you think? No, not at all. It's just a way to slow the game down. If you're focusing on one little point on the ball or, or on your target, if you're throwing for, let's say, then you're, you're kind of, you're finding a way to tune everything else out and focus in on one aspect so that the game can slow down and it's more manageable. Because if you try to take it all in at one time, there's so much going on. There's so much movement, so much action um, that it, it gets really easy to kind of get distracted and, and kind of lose track of your specific task at hand. Yeah. And I would say this approach, this theory, this episode, this would probably be recommended for any player at any age or skill level that is in a slump or struggling, like just to kind of take them back to the basics and like break it down, keep it super duper simple where you alleviate a bunch of the different like mechanical problems or trying to focus on so many different things in the swing or the grounders or throw. Like a lot of times it could be as simple as, Hey, like just watch the ball, <laughs> but yeah, said in response, a more, right? yeah, exactly. But said in a more productive manner than watch the ball. Cause we've, we've talked about that in a little bit of detail in prior episodes as well. Um, Heather, you got anything else to add to this one? Uh, no, I mean, the, the this is a, a mentality in a kind of an approach, but it's something that you can practice and um, it's something that should be practiced uh, because it can help anybody at any, any level. It can, it's a way of simplifying the game and, and kind of bringing it, you know, back to that simple softball idea that we, that we like to preach. I would agree. Uh, all right. Well, this has been episode 52. Uh, it's me, Jessica Tanner with Heather Maloney talking about the theory behind aim small, miss small. Um, for all of my hunters out there, I know you guys know exactly what that means right off the bat. But uh, if you don't, just uh, kind of hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, we appreciate and encourage any feedback, comments, questions. Um, we are ultimately here for all of you guys and we can talk softball all day. So if you guys have anything you want to know or learn or add or talk about, we would love to hear from you. You can find us uh, on Facebook, uh, Fundamental Fast Pitch page. Reach out to either Heather or I, or I via email, Heather at FundamentalFastPitch.com, Jessica at, at FundamentalFastPitch.com, um, or go check out the website. We've got comment boxes there, and uh, you can check out the episodes. And let us know what you would like to, to hear about, what you'd like to learn. So we will keep the podcast coming. But in the meantime, thank you for listening, and we will catch up with you next time. Bye.